You know, I'm really getting sick and tired of our betters telling us how we should behave. Meanwhile, they really don't behave in a way that they tell us to behave. Does that make sense? You see what I'm saying here? Do as I say, uh, don't do as I do, that kind of thing. Rules for thee, but not for me. Well, we got another example, and it comes courtesy of the squawk, the squad. Uh, good morning. This is the Snark Factor. I'm Fingers Malloy. Thank you so much for joining us on Wham Talk 1600 AM 92.7 FM. Sarah Smith is joining us, as always. She is womaning the news desk this morning. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, Fingers. Am I going to get in trouble for calling the squawk? Uh, I sh- uh, Probably. <laughs> Let's go over the, 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 the squad. You've got... Uh, you got the AOC, the Alexandria, the, the AOC, the Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, who, de- who decided pre having a political career that she was going to be worthy of an a, a, a initial name, like JFK. Yeah, the AOC, and she probably gave that to herself, probably, which is the uh. most un- giving yourself a nickname. You know, it's the most uncool thing in the world. Right. Well, and she had this whole thing at the beginning of like anyone who called her uh, anything other than her full name was being, you know, sexist, discriminatory towards her for not knowing how to like spell her like barely even slightly not American last name, like Ocasio-Cortez. Like we can spell Ocasio-Cortez. There's way more complicated. Did you just say slightly American? Slightly less. Less American. Mm -hmm. Is that what you said? Well, she treated it like she had some like huge, like very foreign, exotic, far off last name that was like really hard to spell and hard to pronounce. And it's like, no, no, no. Ocasio-Cortez, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is just a mouthful. Like, yes. It's a mouthful. I can spell it, though, honey. Thanks. Appreciate you. You're saying it is an American name. Right. Like, it's only slightly less American than, like, Smith, if you will. Yes. I see what you're saying. For uh, example. I, I was wondering what road you were taking us down. You know, because you, oh, you, you will hear, you some, you, you'll hear some people, <laughs> you know, the, if, if there's a group of people speaking Spanish, uh mm-hmm. Someone may pop up and say, talk American. Oh, God. Will you just talk American? Talk American. <laughs> so, That's my favorite. I just want to make sure. So, okay, Why you got can't me- you talk American? <laughs> you well. Got, you got the uh, a- Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Yes. To the squawk. Yes. And you've got the, now we're both in uh, the, the, the one in Minnesota there. Part of the, the squad. The Ayanna Presley. Ayanna Presley. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Minnesota is the Ilhan Omar. Yes. I apologize. Ayanna Presley is the Massachusetts. That's the uh, that's the. M- she's mm. part of the. She's part of the squad too. Oh yeah, man. She's new. She is one of the new. Because I thought ones. it was the. It's you know how Nirvana they only had three in Nirvana and then they brought in Pat Smear and mm. it became a foursome. I mean, yeah, the the new the new addition Ocasio Cortez, <laughs> Ilhan Omar. Ayanna Presley and uh, Rashida Talib. Talib, even though it's not spelled Talib, which I just found out recently. Let's get to that. Speaking of not being able to spell last names, I thought it was Talib like Talib Kweli because that's how it's pronounced. But it's not Talib. It's T L A I B. It's Talib. Let's call the whole thing off. Let's call the whole thing off. 
Taleb Kweli is a rapper for those of you out there in the Ann Arbor, Michigan area that are not into the hip of the hop. Uh-huh. Taleb Kweli is a prominent hip hop artist of the 90s, 2000s, and today. <laughs> Anywho, so the original not. four, the original four was AOC, Ilhan Omar, Ayanna Presley, and Rashida. But I didn't know I, I, I the, uh, yeah, because she was the one that was getting causing all the fuckus. She was screaming in meetings, and she was yeah, man. Oh, I didn't know she's that, in it. So Lisa Marie Presley, Lisa Marie Presley, yes, exactly. Lisa Marie Presley of Massachusetts. <laughs> R- R- well, let's get to Rashida Tlaib. <laughs> sure, and then Rashida Tlaib. The point being, let's talk about Rashida Tlaib, the pride of Michigan. <laughs> Rashida Tlaib. Zone. Let's go to the New York Post. Sarah, uh, mm-hmm. one of my favorite newspapers in the United States. They really do great work over there. Alexander Hamilton's New York Post, by the way. Those of you who are not familiar. That's a nice little tidbit. Thanks. It's for your next trivia night, guys. <laughs> so, this is what I'm here for. You've learned about Talib Kweli, and you learned that Alexander Hamilton founded the New York Post. We are just full of tidbits. Today. Yes. So Rashida Tlaib, a, a member of the progressive squad, mm-hmm. was caught on video admitting that she is only wearing a mask because she's being filmed by a Republican tracker. So they've got mm-hmm. her on video mm-hmm. and a supporter comes up and uh, Tlaib, the, the supporter thought that Tlaib was calling him out for being one unmasked guy. But that's when she turned to him and pulled down her mask. She said, oh, not you, Tlaib said to him. No, no, no. I'm just wearing it because I've got a Republican tracker here. And then she pointed to the left to a person filming the exchange, according to Fox News. Mm. So, uh, how much longer are we going to be playing this game how much longer are we going to do pandemic prevention theater when i'm supposed to take this seriously you know they're they're heavily encouraging masks there are mask mandates uh in certain parts of the country and meanwhile our betters sarah Mm -hmm. the folks in Mm -hmm. washington dc who you know they, they get elected uh they live by a whole different set of rules and laws than we do they somehow on a, a senator or congressman's salary if they're there for 30 years are able to leave office incredibly wealthy mm-hmm. it's amazing how this works uh they when they are off camera when they aren't at some political rally uh when they just you know they're just trying to be regular folks uh, and they're with their other regular folks, they aren't wearing masks. Right. We talked about this last week at, about the, you know, the congressional baseball game. Mm-hmm. What was it? A week prior, you have President Biden in front of the camera getting his booster shot, mm-hmm. his COVID-19 booster shot. And on, he's, a, on a stage. On a stage. On a stage designed to look like the White House. Okay, and here's the thing, too, about that. The weirdest thing I've ever seen. That It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Can I do a Joe Biden? <laughs> it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Can I get a little I mean, conspiracy theory on that? Yes, please. I would love to hear May this. May I? Mm-hmm. 
Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm hesitating a little bit because I, I certainly do not want to be accused of being a tinfoil hatter. Of course not. And we're getting totally sidetracked. But We are, but, but it's okay, because this is the important stuff that people need to talk about. Okay, he didn't get a booster on stage. There's no way they injected him with a booster shot of the the vaccine in front of God and country where you know when you go if if you've gone and gotten the vaccine the first thing they do is they say listen um we need you to go sit over in that room for 15 minutes to make sure nothing happens to you you don't have any kind of reaction uh you don't get dizzy you, you don't uh have night sweats you don't have uh tremors Are you serious yes for, oh. for 15 minutes, they time, you, you sit there, and they give you a little sticker, and it'll have the time when you got your injection, and then 15, and they'll have a clock, a digital clock, and 15 minutes later, if nothing happens to you, if you don't get the, if you don't get the shakes, you don't, you don't have this tremors. This is like standard procedure? Yes. I'm, I'm, you know, I haven't, I haven't gotten the shot, guys. I don't know. I, I'm a healthy young spry young lady why on earth would i do such a thing but but what really now it's like getting blood taken where you have to like wait yes wow so listen okay so you're saying saying he got a saline you're not saying he didn't get it you're just saying he didn't get it right listen like i want to be very clear here Mm -hmm. please i'm not suggesting that you get (laughs) the footage of this injection and break it down like the Zabruder film. <laughs> Did you see the needle? It went back and to the left. It went back, back and to the left. Le- back and to the left. No, I'm not suggesting that. No, I'm not please. suggesting the man did not have a needle go into his arm. I'm just saying, why would you... It, 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 an administration... That is so concerned with messaging. And that's not new. I'm not saying that's new. I'm not criticizing them for that. Where everything, all communication has to be controlled. Yeah. You are telling me that he got the booster shot in front of a bunch of people who knows who knows what could go wrong. Any number of things could go wrong. He could get up. <laughs> Start hallucinating that corn pop is in the room. You don't know. You, you look. He's he is a wild card to begin with in front of a camera and a microphone. And you're going to tell me that he got that booster shot in front of. And I know I sound like a kook. Fine, call me a kook. I'm not saying he didn't eventually get the booster shot. No, of course not. Of course not. But that well, if you're gonna take the time to build a stage. Of a room that is, I mean, I don't know what, on another different floor across the street. I don't know. Where were they? Where were they that he had to have a room of the Oval Office built? Like a fake office space. Those of you who have not seen it, go ahead and Google it and there's pictures. Wait, wait, what? Are we really going down this? Is this a thing? No, no, this is a, you have, have you not seen this? No, I have not oh seen this. Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, so I'm you're telling show me it to you right now. She's, uh, is, uh, let me set, uh, let me paint the picture for you, ladies and gentlemen. Oh yeah. Uh, Sarah no, Smith is I'm right in front of you. me and she is, uh, on the Google machine. She's asking Jeeves right now. She's pulling up a story about, uh, uh, that they built a fake Oval Office. 
They, did they buy Glenn Beck's Oval Office? What, so what, what's happening he, here? People are acting like you go to PolitiFact and it's like, this is false. Like, this isn't a da 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 da. But the picture is very clearly not. I mean, it's a stage set. Of the Oval There's Office. fake windows. It's a, I'm, I'm, I don't know how to, wait, how do I show this to you? We are on. <laughs> wait a minute. No, I'm, I, I, I am are very going, upset that I didn't mention this before we went on air. Because are we, are we going full tinfoil hat radio? Is that what's happening here? Is, or this is I, really, is, is someone other than, who, who's reporting on this? I, okay, PolitiFact is going to crap all over it anyway, because right, they're PolitiFact. Right, so PolitiFact shows the picture. Uh-huh. And there they explain how the post was flagged by Facebook as part of their efforts, blah, blah, blah. Um, so there are tweets about there talking about how this, it's a fake set and like all oh, this, the entire presidency is a charade, like da, da, da. So here's, but like, I'm not going that far. I just think that there's like a different, like he was in a different place. Let him get the booster shot in a different place. Like what's the point of putting up? If you'll notice in our chat, I've sent you a link for the picture. You yes. can see the picture. Well, isn't that the press? Is is that the press room? What is that? I mean, exactly. So the why research the on. Windows be- what? <laughs> so here's why PolitiFact is saying it's false. Our research uncovered no evidence that the White House intended intended to mislead anyone by using the windows and white columns background. The backdrop had already been used in one official event five days before he received his booster shot. So it's false because it wasn't built for him to get the booster. (laughs) It was constructed prior and used for something else and they just used it again. That's why it's false. Uh, The booster shot was held in the South Court Auditorium of the Eisenhower Executive Office Building, which is part of the White House complex, but separate from the White House itself. Okay, so did he get the booster shot and then speak with the media, or was this at the end, and then they ushered him out? I do not know what happened with that. Well, okay. Like the order of events that happened, because I didn't watch it live. That's a shame. But even so, I still find it very hard to believe that they would oh, do that because well, so everything is so that, controlled. Exactly. So that's my point being if they take if they're bothering to like do it in front of this like backdrop instead of just doing it where that like letting it be known where they are like why not shoot him up with saline be, in case he has an adverse reaction to the booster. For all we know he got the booster three days prior he got he's going to get the booster right after you know I'm sure he got it. Yes. Nobody's saying he didn't get you it. Know, but you're right. If and I did not know this, I did not know they're making people wait ten or fifteen minutes after getting it. Especially knowing that, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they just gave him a saline shot, just for uh, um, for uh, presentation for appearances. <laughs> so when we post this podcast, and we're going to post this podcast, we're actually going to start posting the podcast. And I know I've been saying that for a while, but it's so it's exciting. Gonna, guys. It's going to happen. Uh, we are not going to say fake booster on it. No, no, we're not. Because it wasn't a fake booster. It's not a fake set. And this is the kind of stuff about fact checks that drive me crazy. Because they're saying this is completely false because the set wasn't built for him to get the booster. (laughs) And all anyone's saying is homeboy got a booster shot in front of a fake White House set. What's the point of that? Exactly. 
Exactly. Nobody cares. If you're in the auditorium, you're in the auditorium. If you're in the office, you're in the office. Like, I don't, I don't care where you are, bruh. Well, I don't care. First of all, I don't understand doing it on camera because the or, people who are going to get the booster, the people who are going to get the vaccine, uh, they're either going to get it or they aren't going to get it. And they are not going to be swayed based on seeing Joe Biden get the booster shot. And then on top of it, it's not like people who are sitting on the fence are saying to themselves, you know, I wasn't sure if I was going to get the booster. I wasn't sure if I was going to get vaccinated. But right. did you see the set that right. the president was sitting I mean, on? Did the room he got the, oh. the shot in was just so nice. It was very nice. It was inviting. It felt like it was inviting me to go get the vaccine. I think we just figured out why they do it. <laughs> oh, my God. Because I be, bet you there are people that think that. We, we need to be deprogrammed. Mm-hmm. We've fallen into the trap. No, listen. I I, I don't understand any of it. Uh, I, I don't understand why you would, you would do that weird. there. It's very uh, weird. It's, it's all very strange. I don't, I don't understand any of it. But I, I, what I do understand is how unpopular this president is right now. Oh yeah. You know, he visited Michigan this oh, week. Oh, did he? Yes. Did he? And he was greeted with <clears throat> F Biden signs outside the presidential visit and uh one congresswoman according to mlive.com uh, called it embarrassing. Mm, um I'm sorry but these people uh have absolutely no right unless Unless this woman um, saw thought the treatment of Donald Trump was also embarrassing. Oh, of course not. You know how that is. Uh, okay. Well, then. Well, he was he, the president was going to attack. Uh, the, the president was going to an event in Howell, Michigan, okay. and these F Biden signs were visible. Um, there were flags. There were signs. And they were carried by crowds of protesters along M fifty nine there in Livingston County, and uh, which is a deeply conservative part of the state, and uh, U.S. Representative. Alyssa Slotkin of Holly said she was embarrassed by the profane message uh, as she sat next to the president who pointed out the signs as they passed by the rally. And this (laughs) is the one thing I will agree with the president of the United States on, and it's it's not very often that I do. Apparently, the way Slotkin repeats the conversation, I guess it went something like this. He said, uh, uh, aren't we next to a school? Mm. Uh, I'm a little surprised when people, even if they don't like me, are willing to be that profane around children. Uh, you know, because that's a big effing deal, Sarah. It sure is. <laughs> to swear in front of the children. Yeah, but he whispered that. Oh, yeah, that's true. It was just a little whisper into the president's ear on a live microphone. Yeah. I uh, Listen, uh, there. I, I don't know how big of a fan I am of the uh, F Joe Biden chant just because, uh, y- y- you know, if there are three, four year old kids, seven year old kids, I, yeah. Uh, well, this is why we have to just cheer, let's go, Brandon. So, for here on out, fill, it, pe- fill people in on the let's go, Brandon, because I was talking to someone today and they had no idea this was going on because they were a normal, a normal person, person who is not on Twitter, <laughs> who is not, uh, you know, doesn't live and die by every Facebook post. Mm-hmm. So, uh, describe so that's, to, that's what you have me for. That describe to the folks what uh, Let's Go Brandon is and why this exploded 
on social media. <laughs> so during a NASCAR race, there was there's a NASCAR racer named Brandon something I don't know, um, and the he's being interviewed by an NBC sports correspondent, mm-hmm. and the crowd is chanting "F Joe Biden" in the background. Yeah, and the reporter asks him. How does it feel like, how does it feel to hear everybody chanting in the background, let's go, Brandon? <laughs> and like, even on the broadcast, you can hear the people chanting and loud. like, loud as can be. And look, she's down on the car, you know, the NASCAR, of course. I don't know what she heard. Total, in, totally innocent as far as I'm concerned. She probably thought they were cheering, let's go, Brandon. I don't, the guy's name is Brandon. I don't know. When you're down there on the thing, you can't hear anything. But it has been adapted by everyone out there. Yes. On the internet as a replacement for the obscene version. And just, you know, let's go. Brandon has become the uh, G rated version of how a person might express their distaste for this current president. It is, it is beautiful. There are uh, t shirts available. Mm -hmm. Uh, People are selling them everywhere. The let's go. Brandon t shirts. There are let's go. Brandon. Yard signs available to purchase. Just check uh, the internet out. You can find them in several places. A good friend of ours, Rob Eno, uh, he he posted a picture of a local theater on the marquee. He said, let's go, Brandon, on the marquee. Yes. It is beautiful. I, I, look, I, I'm not a fan of the, uh, the F. Joe Biden chant. You can call me a softie, but just, you know, I, I would be... If I were at a sporting event and I've got my young kids there, I'll be like, oh, really? But right. No, right, right. having said that, to to see lefties clutch their pearls over this, it's like, please. Right. Exactly. Please. You can't disrespect the office of the presidency like that. Oh, can't I? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. All right. It was, I mean, look, but it, I... It's the same thing that happened in 2009 when Obama became president. These people went from calling, you know, George Bush Hitler and all the horror, like just horrible things they used to say about him. Yes. To being like, you can't disrespect the presidency. And I'm just, I mean, does, does anyone get tired of this game? <laughs> I'm tired of uh, Saturday Night Live not embracing something like this. Oh, man. And we are recording before this week's Saturday night, Saturday Night Live. Believe it or not, there are times we don't go on live at 6 a.m. on a Sunday. We mm-hmm. we pre-record the show from time to time. <laughs> uh, but this this is a perfect opportunity for them uh, to to weigh in and 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 come up with a funny skit when it comes to, to politics. Skit. But you know they're in their own trouble over there. Uh, their season premiere was last weekend and. They hit their lowest rating in the show's history, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Dropped 41% from last year's opening episode. Yeah, and unfortunately, we only got about 30 seconds left, but you said you had a thought on this. I'm thinking, you know, well, first of all, I think a lot of people watch SNL on YouTube uh-huh. and Hulu the day after. I think that watching it live on Saturday night is a thing of the past. But more importantly, like, why would 
I'm an SNL watcher. Why would I watch it now? There's no Alec Baldwin making fun of Donald Trump. The guy I voted for for president is a complete fool. I've turned off the news. I've stopped paying attention to everything, whether it's to protect myself from having to recognize the mistake I've made or just because I'm, I feel at peace now because Donald Trump's not president. I don't have to worry about what's going on in the world anymore. Irregardlessly, people have tuned out. They're not watching Saturday. You're speaking as a, you're, uh, through the, the leftist prism. Correct. They've just tuned out. They're not even dealing, they're not even participating anymore. I think that's, that's definitely a a good theory. We have to take a break. More of the snark factor on Wham Talk 1600 AM, 92.7 FM, right after this. I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but these supply chain issues are really going to impact the holidays. Well, not only are they having an effect on the possible holiday shopping, man, they are having an impact on your grocery shopping. Welcome back. It's the Snark Factor on Wham Talk 1600 AM 92.7 FM. I'm Fingers Malloy, Sarah Smith is womaning the news desk. Follow me on Twitter at Fingers Malloy. Follow Sarah on Twitter at Mama Swati and catch everything. The Snark Factor on my website, FingersMalloy.com. That's where you can find the podcast, uh, which is available where all fine podcasts are found. And the Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Fingers Malloy Radio. Uh, listen, this is something that I really want to tread lightly uh, on because I don't want to contribute to any kind of panic because we saw this last year, mm-hmm. you know, at the beginning of the pandemic and well into, you know, 2020, there were these shortages and, and most of these shortages just involved things like, you know, toilet paper and mm-hmm. paper towel and hand sanitizer and, Antibacterial wipes. Alcohol. You can't even find 90% alcohol anymore. It's all 70. The alcohol ibuprofen stuff. You used to be able to get that 92% stuff. It's almost 73% now. Oh, inflation. Weak sauce. <laughs> inflation. <laughs> but I, I mean, listen, now it's raining hand sanitizer. That's not a problem. It is. Every store has like a giant <laughs> display case of hand sanitizer. And, and, and that's the in. one thing that I do hope after, you know, in, in 2034, when this is all over, uh, I hope <laughs> that that is one thing that we we stick to is people hope. carrying hand sanitizer everywhere. Yes. And uh, the washing the hands thing. And we're getting sidetracked again, but what the, the more hell? we can stick to that, the better, guys. Yeah, but it's that people have already abandoned ship on that. I mean, oh, yeah. you, you go to a restaurant or especially a bar. Like when we, when we were all a group of us, uh, we went to Milwaukee, Wisconsin for a nice little fun getaway. A lot of uh, our friends got together. I got to see Sarah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you'd go to the bathroom, and I, I don't know what it's like in the women's bathroom. Well, I don't know uh, anything that goes on, uh, especially in the the female mind, Sarah. You're 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 all a mystery to me. Uh, but in the in the mind, let alone the bathroom. <laughs> but in the men's bathroom, uh, I mean, it 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 was pre pandemic levels of gross. 
uh, in the mm. men's bathroom. Guys walking out of the stall and just <laughs> walking out the door. It's, oh, gross, 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 gross. Gross. Why does anyone wash their hands? <laughs> so that they're already abandoning ship on that. So I, I hope that they the hand sanitizer thing will will stick. Uh, but you know th- those seem to be items that you can find and it's no problem getting Mm. your hands on that stuff but you look at walmart and uh Mm. eat this not that is a a fun site that we use uh, on this show and on eat drink smoke the nationally syndicated radio talk show that i co-host with tony katz we talk about cigars and bourbon we do the reviews uh of those things and it's a non-political show. You can find that podcast on, you know, Apple Podcasts, and you know, you name the podcast platform. Eat, drink, smoke is there. But we we go to uh, eat this, not that a lot. It's eatthis.com. and they have a story. Sarah, Walmart is facing these five shortages right now, and it's not stuff like hand sanitizer. It's not paper products. It's stuff like a uh, number one on the list: beef. 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 And, you know, you're seeing pictures. People like to post pictures on social media of the empty shelves, you know, uh, to make people feel better. Right. (laughs) Not to induce panic or anything. No, no, no. Uh, Just to make people. uh, It's not quite like yelling uh, fire in a theater. (laughs) You know, oh, my God, there's no meat. There's no meat anywhere. And look, here's a photo of here's this. Here's a photo st- of there not being any meat. <laughs> so, uh, you know, beef, number one on the list. Two, Number two, pork. Mm-hmm. Three, chicken. Mm-hmm. Uh, four, oh. juice. And five, snacks. Oh, is that all? <laughs> snacks? Yes. So, snacks. Snacks. Because that, that is, I mean... Uh, according to eat this, I mean, I'm my brain is swimming right now. What qualifies as a snack? According to eat this, not that, a lack of snacks is among the reasons there are big swaths of bare shelves at Walmart right now. Big swaths. That's so, fun like, to say. Crackers, chips, cookies, trail mix. Well, in the photos uh, that they show, it's a stock photo of a full shelf of Oreos. Right. And so I'm like, uh, show me the receipts, eat this, not that. I do have to say, I'm not, this will help anyone who might be feeling panicked at this news. I mean, I'm, I'm in Maryland, but I have seen no, I've definitely seen a raise in prices, but we're not having any shortages out here. And we definitely had meat shortages last year this time. Well, I'll tell we you. We were well, out of beef and pork. More I'm beef. Seeing, I'm, I'm seeing shortages in Michigan and Indiana. Um, and one of the things, uh, that has really gone, listen, everything has gone up in price for the most oh, part. Oh, yeah. But the price of bacon. It's My absurd. goodness! Oh, it's practically doubled. Yes, like even the bad bacon, like the turkey, the, the, the sad, like Jenny O, you know, just gr- gross looking bacon in a package. I went to Aldi this week. Do you guys have Aldi's? Oh there? yes, absolutely. Okay, so I went to Aldi this week and bought like all of their applewood bacon because it was still down at like seven ninety nine a pound. I'm like, yes, and I just like have it all in the freezer. Oh, uh, do people give you the stink eye because you're hoarding bacon? 
bacon deserves to be hoarded and no no because we're not having any shortages nobody's thinking about it so i'm like i walked up with like 10 packages of bacon just like i'm making a bacon pie like they don't know what i'm doing uh, bacon pie (laughs) yeah so same thing with butter when i buy like 12 things of butter they're like are you making cookies i'm like yeah making cookies that's what i do not have a freezer full of butter at home not me (laughs) so we're seeing this when it comes to food but going back to the the Christmas and Hanukkah stuff, right. uh, you know, if you're you're planning on spending, you know, lots of money in the holidays this year, you may want to start trying to find gifts now oh, uh, yeah. because of these supply chain issues and the, the shipping issues. You've got all of these cargo ships that can't dock in our nation's ports. Uh, so... It's gotten so bad with these these ships. Uh, Walmart and their rivals have begun to hire their own ships. Uh, their shelves are empty. What else are they going to do? Yeah. Well, there's a record spike in container shipping rates that has sent freight costs above $20,000 per box. The, these boxes typically would go for around $3,000 a box before all this st- right. stuff started going down. Now wow. it's at $20,000 a box. To try to put this in perspective, look at your... There's got to be a box in your room right now. Mm-hmm. Look at... look at. Okay, you see that box in front of you, Sarah? Mm-hmm. At I'm one point, be. if that were a shipping container, that mm-hmm. box would cost $3,000. Now it costs $20,000. See, now that, see how, how you put that in perspective? Yeah, right? I made the complex <laughs> simple there. This is what I did. Now take that box and multiply it by like 30 because that's how big the box is. Uh, yeah. And you know what's in that box? Beef and pork and chicken that's going <laughs> rotten out at sea because nobody can come into dock, which is why Walmart has to buy their own shipping boats now. And guess what that's going to do to your food prices, guys? But do you really did, did you I really like, want go ahead. pork? From overseas. I don't want overseas pork. I have my pork shipped to me once a month from a local. Well, look at you. Fancy. Uh, And I don't know how many of those cargo ships that are off the the coast of Los Angeles. You know, I'm just making uh, (laughs) an example of the thing. Maybe they have Although I really, I got to tell you, I really like the idea and I'm crafting a movie in my head while I'm talking of it because I like this idea of a story of a incredibly wealthy CEO that just, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get my product to the people. And it's like, this is, this is how you can make a hero out of a, and he does it. He like takes it out of his own pocket to buy all these new cargo ships and all these people get jobs and food prices don't go up because he's just taking it out of his bottom line because it's more important to him that people get their pork. <laughs> That'd be a great movie. Right? It's a feel-good movie. I'll have it out by the holidays. Thank you. Uh, speaking of a great subject for a movie, mm-hmm. and I'm sure it probably will be a subject oh. of a made-for-TV movie, a Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> You've heard of the Dog the Bounty Hunter? Oh, yes, of course. Uh, he, he, is a, he back? Yeah, he, yeah he's back. Uh, he's a bounty hunter, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he had the show. With the opening where they, you know, uh, I am the dog, the big bad dog, dog. Uh, the bounty hunter. Uh, and then he got in trouble because uh, there was some leaked audio, apparently. 
Of, oh, uh, I don't remember why he disappeared. I, think, I just know he disappeared. Yeah, if I remember correctly, there was some uh, leaked audio of some comments he made that, uh, you know, less than attractive yeah. comments, so off color. But now, so now he's trying. He's he's trying to come back, and he is on the prowl for Brian Laundry. Oh, it's a redemption story. Yeah, so that's uh, why he's you, doing. You know, you've got all these federal and and local law enforcement agencies looking for this Brian Laundry guy who he can't possibly still be missing. They really haven't found him yet. No, they haven't found him yet. He uh, is a. I, have they officially called him a suspect in this? Uh, Gabby, you know, what, what's Gabby Petito? Gabby Petito. I, if I had Case. my husband, my husband happens to be a TikTok detective on yes. this very subject, uh-huh. and I wish he were here to. Uh, he could be our, you know, expert. Mm-hmm. I do believe he's. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't want to give you guys. He was a fake person of interest for a long time, and Correct. I don't know if they. But yeah, listen, he. he I don't want to go over the whole Gabby Petito case again. You, you, most of you know it, and if you don't, Google it. It is it is very strange. And this blind Brian Laundry was uh, Laundry was uh, this girl's uh, boyfriend. They went on a cross country trip. They found her dead. Mm-hmm. Now, Dog the Bounty Hunter is looking for him, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, they're making a big deal about it. He's on Fox News being interviewed. And, you know, he's, uh, I'm on the prowl. I'm on the case. Uh, his daughter, Cicely Chapman. Oh. Yes. Uh, this is uh, this is a big deal. You know, the, the, she talked to the son. Okay. Uh, of her. <laughs> she spoke to the son of her estranged 60-year-old dad. Oh, oh, no, oh no, 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 no. They're the, estranged. The, the, the tabloid, the son. Yeah, no, I'm saying the son. Like oh. she spoke to the son about her estranged dad about why he's doing something. Like what yeah. if, if you're estranged, A, you're estranged, you don't know why he's doing something. B, you talk to the son about it? Right. Like, give me a break. Well, she said it's just a public- publicity stunt. That's really what it is. Uh well. and you know, she uh, he adopted her and uh you know, apparently uh after he married uh his wife Beth who who died in 2019 was Beth's daughter. Oh, and uh my my take on this whole thing uh is I'm really shocked that there would be uh any kind of dysfunction in the bounty hunters family. How weird. Y- you watch the show and you you you, you, you got to say to yourself I'm I'm really surprised. This is the least shocking story of 2021. Exactly. And it's like, oh, the guy who hunts people professionally that wants to have a comeback in his career is taking advantage of a nationwide search for someone. Yeah. Yeah. It is a publicity stunt. Like, what, you think he's doing this out of the goodness of his his own heart? Like, because he wants to, you know, revenge for Gabby, but to this person, he doesn't know. Like, no. Like, yeah, I'm sure it is a publicity stunt. I'm she's, sure he wants to also wants to find the kid. Yeah, she's questioning how he's even funding this. Oh God! Thing and you know she's uh, she's certain that this is going to end up. She's trying to get a network show again. Well, duh. Yeah. Everybody knows it, of course. Of course. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, this is what he does. If he, he truly is looking for her. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about O.J. Simpson, you know, getting in front of a camera saying, I'm looking for the real killer. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. If he's actually following leads and traveling around the country, I'm sure with a camera, uh, <laughs> looking for blind Brian Laundry, then okay, I don't have a problem with it. And it, it, I, actually, I would have a problem if he actually finds this guy. What does that say about American law enforcement? Where Dog the Bounty Hunter finds him before the FBI. There's a meme going around the internet that's like, if if Dog the Bounty Hunter finds Brian Laundrie before the FBI, I'm never paying taxes ever again. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I like that one. Well, and here's the other thing, too. What's, you know, God bless your your husband. I I love him. Mm -hmm. Great guy. Uh, Mm -hmm. Tic Tac, Tic Tac, Tic Tac Detective. Mm-hmm. But there are too many people on social media who are posting. Oh, I, I saw Brian Laundry. Uh, he was uh, at a Burger King in Kalamazoo with Elvis. That uh, is insane. To the point where have you seen this T-shirt? Uh, New York Post reported about it. Uh, there's a T-shirt. I, I'm just bald. I'm not Brian Laundry. <laughs> like people, bald men are buying this shirt because everyone's like, are you Brian Laundry? And they just like need to have it on their shirts as presumptive preve- preventative. Okay, so if I'm Brian Laundry, laundry, I get one of those. Laundry. Oh, I definitely get one of those shirts. Oh, you get one of the shirts, right? Yeah. Oh, I'd be a- like, haha! People come up to me all the time and say that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do. But yeah, yeah, people are. Yeah, no. The I saw him here, and no, 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 no. no. Yeah. It's awful. If, I, I feel sorry for people that look like this guy. Yeah. Uh, but what, what's even worse is people, you know, what, what do you do if you find someone who looks like him? Are you yelling citizen's arrest? Citizen's arrest. Brian right, Laundry. You call 911 and say, I see Brian Laundry. How many uh, calls do you think they get like that a day? Oh, good Lord. I can only imagine. I can only imagine also uh, the kind of ridiculous nonsense that Dave Chappelle gets on a regular basis on social media. Have you seen his latest Netflix special? No, I have not. Okay. But tell me about, tell me about the, the blowback about, you know, you, you, you brought it up during the break. Right. And, you know, he has a new special out, which I believe he dedicated to Norm Macdonald. Um, I, I'm not going, yeah, uh, yes, I, I believe that is also true. I'm not going to say anything about the special because I don't want to spoiler alert it for anybody except that it's really funny and you should totally watch it. That's all I'm going to say. That's my review. Okay. But as what happens when a true comedic genius is successful, um, is successful at the his art the art of comedy, which is making jokes about things that we all experience. Mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle, as with all of his other specials that he's come out with recently, I think this is number five or four or five of this like series that he's done for Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, he has gotten quite a bit of blowback for this one because he makes jokes about groups of people you're not supposed to make jokes about. Really? Yeah. Um, so. 
He's getting a lot of backlash on the internet and by a lot, you know, talking about a couple people on Twitter or, you know, calling him transphobic. Uh, but what really, what I really wanted to talk about here was this article from NPR. Okay. Now, I know we like to use sources that we, you know, like, and NPR <laughs> is certainly not one of those, right. but this is very important that we discuss what NPR has done here. And I'm really upset because I didn't screenshot this headline of whatever it was earlier today because now <clears throat> the headline is for dave Chappelle, punchlines are dares his new special the closer goes too far huh. that is that is not what the original headline was uh, um what was the original headline something to do with white privilege <laughs> yep now do dave they have Chappelle- a note do they have a note at the bottom of the of the story that they edited the headline they changed the headline? Um, they have issued a correction. An earlier version of this story misquoted comedian Dave Chappelle's joke about feminism. The story has been updated. <laughs> that was such a funny joke. I wonder how they misquoted it. That's so good. Um, I just want to read you all a little thing here. Um, okay. This is from NPR. This is, you know, keep in mind. Keep in mind. The quote is as follows. Uh, the okay. The author has first explained why Dave Chappelle's a terrible person for making jokes <laughs> about the alphabet community. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and they finish up their thought by saying, too often in the closer, it just sounds like Chappelle is using white privilege to excuse his own homophobia and transphobia. Now, I have a question here. Isn't white privilege, like I understand white privilege is the idea that we live in a society and a structure, our our society is structured around giving people with white skin benefits over others, right? Subconscious, we don't even know what's going on. Us stupid white people don't even know all of the things that are being handed to us because of the color of our skin. Okay, fine. Uh Okay. So, if your argument, so uh, Dave, Dave, mm, Dave Chappelle, who those of you who might not be a fan of Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle is a black man. Mm-hmm. He is a black comedian. Um, and apparently he is using his white privilege to get away with making jokes about disenfranchised communities such as the trans community and the LGBT plus QA community. Okay. I do not understand this. These are supposed to be the smart people. Will someone please explain to me? So it's not a white privilege isn't just about your skin then. Well, but isn't it? Like, isn't that's exactly what it is? It's just about your skin. So it's, it's so that they're not talking about privilege. They're talking about wealth privilege is what they're talking about with Dave Chappelle or celebrity privilege or privilege privilege or something other than white privilege. You can't just words mean things. Yes. And the other thing is I what I love about Dave Chappelle and what I loved about Norm Macdonald, who was one of my favorite comedians of all time, and Bill Burr, uh, is they don't care about offending people. And they're they're able to go up and tell jokes and 
for the most part, unless you are an activist. Mm-hmm. If you're a fan of Dave Chappelle, you know that whatever jokes he's telling does not come from a place of hatred. Exactly. They're jokes. Correct. And what's great, uh, you know, our friend Iowa Hawk blog mm-hmm. tweeted out something earlier, and I thought it was it was funny, so I'll I'll read it for you now. File uh, it's Iowa Hawk blog on Twitter for those of you who subject yourself to being on Twitter. <laughs> and who I know who needs that. But uh, you know, commenting on this whole thing, he said, unfortunately. Um, for Twitter, and I'll throw NPR in there, uh, oh. activists, Dave Chappelle has been inoculated with the miracle vaccine FU money. <laughs> this is true. So, so complain all you want. Yeah. Basically. He's got the dough, and there's nothing you can do about it. And he earned it. And he earned it. And with that, we have to go. She is Sarah. I am Fingers. We will be back next week with an all-new Snark Factor on Wham Talk 1600 AM, 92.7 FM.